Welcome to the She Is podcast. Come join us as we share with each other the stories that make us who we are. Our hope is that you're challenged and encouraged to keep boldly writing your story. You guys, I'm really excited for the guest that we have on today. Deshauna has been a friend of mine, but I got to know her better at a small group that we are a part of, and I just love her her spirit. Um, she's has a very sensitive spirit to the Lord, but um, also to people around her, and that's something that I really love about her. Deshauna, would you be willing to introduce yourself? Yes, yes. Um, well, I'm Deshauna, and uh, my family and I have been at Graceway since 2004, so and uh, I've, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> um, I've served mainly on the worship team, but also uh, in the care ministry. Mm-hmm. What did you do in the care ministry? I uh, facilitated uh, EQ groups oh. and helped with training. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, Deshauna brought a story today from, from her childhood that she's going to read for us. Are you re- willing to read that now? Yes. Yes. Who is Deshauna? It took me over 40 years to entertain that question. Once this question was presented to me by a friend in a manner I could no longer ignore, I lacked an answer to its mystery. You see, for the majority of my life, I had been so busy trying to be what everyone else wanted me to be, what everyone else needed me to be for their own safety. I never really had a solid opportunity to come out of the shadows and just be me. Through counseling, I have learned that children subjected to abuse are stunted when it comes to developing their identities in a subconscious effort to grab on to some sense of a stable environment by being what and for everyone else in their lives. As a child, I was a victim of physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. Victim. I used to loathe that word. It resounded shame and weakness every time I used it in regards to myself. I didn't feel that way when I would hear another person use it as part of their story, only in regards to mine. Did I think I was weak? To be honest, at times. But weakness is not defined as a character trait for someone who has been victimized. I am choosing to be more intentional about taking these false thoughts captive and making them bow down under obedience to Christ. I was a victim because of sin, not because of something I did or did not do. I know that in my weakness, God is strong. Let me back up a bit. Memories can be organized into many categories, but I narrow them down to two, good and bad. Sure, I have some good memories, but those bad ones scream so much louder, overpowering the good ones. The most traumatic one was that of me around the age of 12. As it was often practiced for my mom, I was left home with my younger sister, who was about nine, and my little brother, who was approaching his one-year mark. It was evening time, and I had the charge of cleaning the kitchen after dinner, and watching my siblings. I remember having a headache, which I can now identify as a migraine because my headaches would be accompanied by nausea, sensitivity to light, and sometimes dizziness. On this particular night, instead of cleaning the kitchen, I chose to go to bed once I put my siblings down for the night. 
My body was drained and I just didn't feel well overall. Our bedroom was in the front of the house. I slept on the bottom bunk and my sister at the top. I must have drifted off to sleep right away because the next thing I know, I was awakened by a forceful shove on my arm. I don't recall what time of night it was, but the room was still dark. My mother was sitting on the side of my bed towards the bottom, next to my legs. It was her shove that had interrupted my sleep. I sat up on the side of the bed next to her. She asked me, why didn't you clean the kitchen? Nothing in her tone alluded to any anger she may have been feeling. It never did. Her approach would be subtle, but then the explosion would follow, always at a moment that was unexpected, when my guard would be down. I had a headache and went to bed, I responded. Bam! There it was. The blow. I, still in a stupor from being asleep just a few seconds earlier, had not come to enough to have time to put up my guard. Bam! 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 I lost count of how many blows my back was encountering as I was hunched over in an effort to shield my head with my arms, which was the normal landing place for the blows. I don't remember anything my mother was shouting during this time. I tuned her words out. My sister, not a sound from her top bunk. I feel that God was protecting her by keeping her asleep during this ordeal. There is no other way to explain her being in such close proximity and sleeping through it. After what seemed like an eternity, probably only a minute or two, the blows stopped and my mother exited the room in silence. I remained at the side of my bed, quietly crying in the aftermath. A short time later, my mother was opening the front door. She had called her friend over to take her to the ER because she had injured her wrist in the process of the beating. Her friend came to my room, sat down on the side of my bed, put her arm around me and asked, are you okay? Yes, I said through tears. She then took my mother to the hospital. My mother never checked on me. My mother returned in a sling. I was hopeful because for years, I had told my grandparents that my mother was abusing my sister and I. My mother would always deny it. I thought surely with this injury, she could not deny it. I was wrong. When I told my grandparents what happened, they asked my mother. My mother said she slammed her wrist in the refrigerator door. At this moment, the final layer of my state of hopelessness was established. A feeling of forever being trapped in this horrible realm of abuse with no escape in sight. But God is faithful. He is a healer. He is healing me. My therapist asked me why I think it has been so difficult to completely forgive my mother. That was a great question, and the Holy Spirit revealed the answer to me right away. I felt that if I forgave my mother, I would be giving up on any hope I had of receiving the love from my mother I felt I deserved. In reality, that is a lie from the enemy to keep me in bondage to unforgiveness. God is enough. He gives me the love that I don't deserve. His love is given freely and is unconditional. 
I want his heart to be able to love my mother unconditionally. Now I am choosing to let the one moment in time that Christ gave of himself overpower the hurt and the pain I have suffered. He has suffered far more than I will ever suffer, and he did it in the name of love for me and for my mother. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I could feel um, the emotion as you were reading it and just um, wanting the people in your life to stand up for you. Yeah. I was thinking about um, the friend that your mom called. You know, she must have known what had happened if she came in to check on you. Yeah, she did. My mom felt safe enough to tell her because she abused her kids. And so that's why my mom called her. And I actually thought it was odd for her to come ask me, was I okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I I really think that was God. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So tell me, um, you talked about when you thought your grandparents would then finally believe you. Mm -hmm. Um, What was it it like um, for you after that point when you felt like, um, they, they continued to, to believe what your mom had to say. Do you remember the thoughts that you had towards yourself? Um, this is normal. I'm not worthy of love. Um, just feeling very hopeless mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there is a part in your story where you were talking about how your mom went about the abuse, how she would always come in feel like calmly mm-hmm. and then um, it would come out of nowhere. And I'd just be curious how how has that affected your life with trusting people and um, you know, just I, I just think that when you're caught off guard like that, I would think that that would affect um, how you view people. So the odd thing about that is um, I have the spiritual gift of of mercy (laughs) and I trust people right away until they give me a reason not to trust them. And I never did understand that (laughs) until a friend of mine was like, oh, that's the spiritual gift of mercy. And I was like, oh, you're right. So it's beautiful when I think back of how God was overpowering Something that could have been uh, a game changer for me where I would enter relationships without trusting or even maybe avoiding relationships because I didn't trust. But God gave me this. The Holy Spirit gave me this gift of mercy. And so it just opened up more for me. Yeah, I love that. I love to see how the Lord Lord did that. So during during that story, um, was it hard to see where the Lord was at? At the time, it was. Um, as a kid, any time that I would be going through these um, instances with my mom, I would always think in my little child mind that Jesus would leave, like, or he would be in the room, but he would turn his face away because he couldn't look at the sin that was happening. But as an adult, um, I know that that is not true. I had a friend. She, I shared this with her, and she said, have you ever asked Jesus where he was 
when this was going on. And I was like, no, she said, you should ask him. And so I did. I went home and I found a quiet place and I sat there and I was like, Jesus, show me where you were. And what he showed me was the most beautiful thing. Um, So as I was sitting on the side of my bed and my mother was hitting me, Jesus showed me that he was this dome over me. So it's this bright light um, in a dome shape, but I could see that it had, you know, he had human hands, his face, but he was just this dome, this bright dome because I never went to the hospital. My mom went to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so as this dome, he was protecting me from being hurt, you know, more physically than what I was. But not only that, and this is how (laughs) wonderful God is, he was protecting me from my mom's blows, but he was also taking her blows Mm -hmm. because she was in pain. What that pain was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He does. But he was loving me and her at the same time as he was softening her blows. For me, he was taking her blows from the pain she was mm-hmm. feeling. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what the emotion is when you share that. Um, it's just that God is so loving and his love is so much bigger than we can think of. Like... I went into that conversation with Jesus, asking him to show me where he was for me. Sure. But he took it a step further to wow. show me, you know, the magnitude of his love mm-hmm. is so much more than I could ever think yeah. of. And so it just makes me feel so loved, but also gives me so much empathy for my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because as a human, we listen to that story and we hate what she did. Yes. And to just see it from that perspective where he has compassion towards her. Yes. Yes. That's that's really beautiful. So um, I heard you talk in your story about seeing a therapist. What got you to the point that you felt like um, that was a route for you to take? Um, So recently... I had been having so much anxiety. It's, it was so bad. My heart rate had jumped up to 168, and it's normally around 69 because I'm a wow. runner. Yeah. And I just could not get it down. And I thought it was for because of something else, but it wasn't. Uh, once I went to therapy, okay, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I've got to get some help because I'm going to have a stroke <laughs> mm, yeah. if I can't bring my heart rate down. And so I looked for a therapist online and I was asking God to give me a Christian therapist. (laughs) And he did, thank God. But that was the turning point, the anxiety. And in the first session, I realized that the anxiety was from my childhood. But it was... That you noticed that you had had it since then or it was stuff that you hadn't looked at? It was... Things I had stuffed things so much, not in a way to where I never looked at it, but I wouldn't allow myself to sit in it. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It does. Um, I would think about it and be like, oh, but that's in the past. I had to move forward because this is what God wants me to do, blah, 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 blah. But no, God wants me to visit that. Mm-hmm. He wants me to sit in that, process those emotions, not stay there, 
heal from it. But in order to heal from it, I had to go back there. And so that's the point that I had come to. Like, so she was like, I stuffed it for so long um, that everything else that was happening had nowhere to go. My capacity capacity was completely full. Yes. And I thought it was all the current day things. Mm -hmm. But it was like all of this stuff from childhood that just I would not allow myself to um, linger in it. I don't want to say linger, not really linger, but I wouldn't allow myself to, like I said earlier, go and sit in it and process. Mm-hmm. That's a better word. Process through everything that was happening. And so Jesus had been walking me through these memories and showing me where he was in each of these memories. And that was creating the anxiety because I didn't want to go back into those memories. And my therapist said something to me. She said, you have to remember that when you were, when these things were happening to you, you were alone. At least that's how my body. Oh, yes. Yeah. So when I think about it, I'm thinking of that situation where I'm alone. She said, mm-hmm. but Jesus is telling you, come on. I'm taking you by the hand and I'm walking you back into these memories. She said, so you're not going alone. He's literally telling you he's going with you. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, it just blew my mind. And that lifted the anxiety right there. Yeah, it was crazy. It just lifted. And so how did you feel at that point about going back to like knowing that you weren't alone? I felt uh, I felt loved. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. And. Um, Had you felt loved before that? I didn't feel loved. Mm-hmm. I, in my head, I would tell myself I was it. loved. Yes. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I didn't feel loved. Yeah. And that's it. There's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. yeah. So um, so therapy was super helpful for you. Yes. Um, is there anything else on this journey that you feel like um, has been a helpful part of healing and I mean, obviously revisiting the memories, which yes. I would say is part of your therapy, but mm-hmm. is there anything else that comes to mind that you feel like has been helpful? Uh, yes. I actually started this healing journey years ago when I uh, became um, a part of the care ministry and uh, facilitating EQ groups because not only am I allowing the Holy Spirit to help me with whomever is in the group, but I grew a lot. Oh, yeah. During that time as a facilitator and and the training that received I received here from the church. And then I would go to uh, Jim Lee mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. periodically for counseling. And that helped a lot. And then a life team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and what did that provide for you that? Did, well, can you explain what that is? First yes. And yes. then tell me what. So a life team is it's kind of like an EQ group. But there's no facilitator. You're all on level playing ground. And it is a place where we can go. Um, It's a safe place. And you are met with grace, truth, love, and you have time to process. And the biggest thing for me is that um, in the life team, um, if I'm doing something that's wrong or if I'm stuck, they're going to challenge me. Mm -hmm. And they're going to call me out on it in love. But they also walk with me and they sit with me in the pain that I might be experiencing, you know, at a, any given time. And 
I think that is really beautiful. That has helped so much because I had that safe place Mm -hmm. to go without judgment to say whatever I want to say. And if I'm wrong, they'll tell me I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and and they also challenged me to see God in my story. Yeah. Well, the thing I love about that, too, is you're getting other perspectives into your story. And I think for me personally, it's been just so helpful to have other people's voices and what they see in my story and yes. um, just helping me, helping me walk through it. Yes. Well, um, was there anything else that you felt like you wanted to share today? Um, anything that you feel like the Lord's taught you or um, just something that you feel like would be helpful? I just want to say if anyone is experiencing or has experienced any trauma, don't keep yourself stuck there mm. because I have kept myself stuck and it has um, hindered me from doing what I know God has called me to do. Yeah. And God doesn't want us to be stuck there. He's given us freedom. Yeah. All we have to do is access it. You know, it's been given to us through mm-hmm. the cross and he doesn't want us to be in bondage to unforgiveness or in bondage to, to anything really to him. Yeah. 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 And so if somebody wanted to start their journey of getting out of being stuck, Mm -hmm. what would you tell them to do? I would say find a safe person that you can talk to, that you can share everything with and just be open and transparent. That would be one thing. And that they would meet you where you are and just love on you with God's love. Mm -hmm. And also I see nothing wrong with therapy. You know, God has allowed this to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and so these people are trained in how to help us process through things. And um, I think that that is really good. It's been very helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Deshauna, I'm just so thankful that you were brave enough to share your story today. And I'm really excited for what God's doing in your life and um, to just see, you know, where he's going to take you. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Graceway's She Is podcast. We pray that today's episode encouraged you and gave you hope for your own journey. Be sure to subscribe to get notified about future episodes.